Bill O'Reilly here. Wednesday, March 17th, 2021. Happy St. Patrick's Day. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening today in America. Illegal border crossings on a pace to hit the highest level in 20 years. COVID vaccine trials begin in children. The effort to recall California Governor Newsom moves forward. Columbia University to offer different graduation ceremonies based on skin color and race. Also ahead, organized crime in America, it's different these days. But first, the Department of Homeland Security projecting the number of people illegally entering the USA will reach levels not seen in more than two decades. Border agents encounter at least 600 unaccompanied children every day. FEMA now converting the Dallas Convention Center into a detention place to house 3,000 teenagers. All this because President Biden has no interest, apparently, in controlling illegal immigration. Moderna starting new vaccination trials for children between the ages of six months and 11 years old. Health officials at the CDC will likely recommend the COVID medication for teens by 2022 and younger kids a year later. The three approved vaccines right now have not been studied on children. California Governor Newsom telling ABC's The View he will likely be recalled later this year as predicted here. Organizers confirm they've collected more than 2 million signatures to put the measure on the ballot. Officials say the special election will cost the taxpayers of California more than $80 million, but some believe that's a bargain if they can get rid of Newsom. Columbia University preparing to host at least six different college graduations this year instead of one ceremony for all grads. Let's see. There's one for Native Americans, Asians, Latinos, Blacks, first-generation immigrants, and one specifically for the LGBTQ community. According to the school's website, the events, quote, provide a more intimate setting for students who self-identify in a variety of ways. How PC. Columbia University should be ashamed of dividing its students by skin color and race. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. 
Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. We have an organized crime anniversary this week. I bet you didn't know that. The Godfather, released in March 1972, 49 years ago. It was the highest grossing movie of 1972, and briefly the highest grossing film ever made. At the 45th Academy Awards, the film won Oscars for Best Picture, Best Actor, Marlon Brando, and Best Adapted Screenplay, Mario Puzo, who wrote the book, and Francis Ford Coppola, the director, who was just 31 years old at the time. The Godfather, of course, depicted the Italian mafia, the Corleone family, and it was realistic. I know that because I have written a book called Killing the Mob, which will be released on May 4th. And my research is stunning. Where did you read this book? But things have changed in 49 years. The Italian mob is still around, but it's a different look. The Italians now subcontract a lot of crime to local ethnic gangsters, for example, narcotics. The Mexican cartels primarily smuggle drugs into the USA. The drugs then go to various places, and they are sold on the streets by ethnic gangsters, black gangs, Hispanic gangs, on and on. Depends where you are. However, the mafia oversees that and gets a percentage of the sales from the drug dealers. But you're not going to see organized crime mob Italian families in the streets dealing drugs. That doesn't happen. Narcotics, far and away the most profitable enterprise for organized crime. Now, the Italian mob still controls many union pension funds, gambling. They still have a presence in Las Vegas and other lucrative scams. But, but the RICO statutes that the FBI can use against organized crime have really hurt them. So it's a whole different profile now. John Gotti, by the way, was the last high-profile Italian Don. He died of cancer in prison. So summing up, organized crime still here, coast to coast. There are families. They don't coordinate the way they used to, but they know each other. There is territory they have to respect. But it is the ethnic gangs that do most of the retail crime. However, they must pay tribute to the Italians or somebody named Luca Brazzi might pay them a visit. All of this has been romanticized in the movie The Godfather. In my book, Killing the Mob, it is not. I give you a history of how organized crime has influenced every single one of us. In the 1950s and 60s, the apex of the Italian mob in America, organized crime controlled the entire entertainment industry, the record industry, and the restaurant industry. Wait till you read this. Again, Killing the Mob out May 4th. I'm Bill O'Reilly, and I approve that message by writing it. For more honest news analysis, please go to BillOReilly.com. In a moment, something you might not know. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. 
So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Now the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. For the second time since 1762, 14 years before the Declaration of Independence, Americans will not gather in New York City to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. While the festivities will not be found marching down Manhattan's Fifth Avenue, millions of people will mark the day with some music, corned beef, perhaps a glass of Guinness. Here's how it all began. Patrick, the patron saint of Ireland, was born in Roman-occupied Britain in the late 4th century and was kidnapped at the age of 16, taken to Ireland to work as a slave. He eventually escaped, went back to England, but then returned to Ireland years later as a priest and began converting the locals to Christianity. During his lifetime, Patrick established dozens of monasteries, churches, and religious schools. Folklore surrounding Patrick quickly spread among the Irish, including one claim that he drove all the snakes into the sea and used the shamrock to explain the Holy Trinity, which is true, the shamrock part, but not the snake part, because there were no snakes in Ireland, at least the reptile kind. The festivities were mostly religious on St. Patrick's Day until the 18th century, when immigrants brought the legend to the New World, Boston held its first St. Pat's Parade in 1737. Today, towns across America honor the Catholic saint. Since 1962, Chicago has used non-toxic food coloring to turn its river green. McDonald's offers the Shamrock Milkshake to their customers. And here's something else you might not know. One of the biggest meals associated with St. Patrick's Day isn't really Irish at all. During the 18th and 19th century, beef was not typically consumed around the British Isles. Cows were used for milk, not beef. Europeans preferred fish, pork, and lamb. Upon arriving in New York City, Irish immigrants settled in Lower Manhattan. Facing widespread prejudice from the locals, the newcomers bought meat from their Jewish neighbors at kosher butcher shops, most popular being brined brisket, which is really corned beef. They bought the beef, threw it in a pot with cabbage and potatoes, and the rest, as they say, is history. Back after this. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you. <laughs> 